Everything Comes From Something is an unoriginal podcast about unoriginality because everything truly does come from something. I'm one of your hosts, Isaac Ransom. I'm Cameron Tuttle. And we are so glad that you are here joining us, listening to the show. If you'd like to support us, subscribe on whatever platform you get your podcasts, give us a five-star rating, and share the show with your friends and family. If you have a couple bucks to throw our way, you can check us out at patreon.com slash podcast. And with no further ado, welcome to the show. Everybody drinks White Claws now. I've never, I've never had one. It's a. Th- I haven't had one either. I have. I've only had Trulies. What's a? Tr- That's truly it's disappointing. The, it's the fake White Claw. Sorry, I had. To. <laughs> What's a Truly? It's the fake White Claw. Is it alcoholic? Yeah. 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 Is My it, friend had some. Is it cheaper? No, I don't. Maybe I don't know. The White Claws really having most of the market share now. Yeah. But here's the thing. Okay. What is so, the drink? Can you can you yeah. just describe it? Because I have no idea what it is besides basically the name. Lacroix. But with alcohol. Yeah, that's, that's the best it. way to put it. That's oh. it. So, okay, so here's the thing. I, w- I work right next to Dolores Park. They call it Dolo if you're from a certain part of California. The one that everybody hates? <laughs> um, the, yeah, yeah, exactly. Are you talking about San Francisco? Yeah. Oh. Um, and nobody calls it Dolo. Only frat boys call it Dolo. Oh, and only oh, frat oh. boys hang out at Dolo, too. Nice. You're not so, doing a good job making me want to go there. Uh, no, 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 no. Don't go there. I got to okay. go there. I'm it's an infested. alpha male. <laughs> it's infested. So, so they go, you know, they go there. They Usually they drink like four locos and stuff. Okay. You know, that was the popular thing when That's I was in college. Harder. Yeah, it is. That's it way is, harder. It? That's like, that gets you drunk off one easily. Man, I had friends who would shotgun four locos. Oh, my God. That is a sport. That is Had a sport. as in they're not with us anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah, know what exactly. you guys are talking about because I don't drink very much. So. Okay, okay. So the other day I was hanging out around the area because I worked. There, I said you know? that passive aggressively, Cameron. Anyways, I'm trying to point you out. You're an alcoholic. Anyways, you're so much better than us, Isaac. Oh my God. <laughs> I doesn't drink that much. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so there, there was, there was just trains, actual bands, roving bands. Okay. Of, of, bros. <laughs> with shorts and collared shirts <laughs> carrying six packs of white claws. Every, every single one of them. It was like a fashion statement. They all like had that completed shorts the cut a little too high. Yeah, that's what I was yep. Maybe like salmon color. Every yep. single button down was either a scary like Hawaiian shirt that your uncle should be wearing, yep. but it's like skin tight, pecs popping out. Yes. You know? Yes. And then, or or the button downs have little tiny animals, correct? Yes. I'm just making yes. sure I'm getting Polos. this right. You are so correct. Like a light blue collared shirt, kind of, a yeah. little bit undone. Yeah, I, get, yeah, I yeah, totally, yeah. I'm picturing it right now. It's and not like I have that in my wardrobe. You've painted a picture. And all of them were carrying white claws. Every single one of them. Every, a six pack of white claws, too. Not even just one white claw. <laughs> it was like they had, they all had a mandate. Everybody got the same memo that they, you they never, had to bring white claws. You never claws found to out what was happening with that. No, people like them. I don't know. They're, I mean, it's they're crazy. Not, they're pretty tasty. I mean, they're refreshing. They have like they have like four different flavors. I think four or five. Hmm. I mean, I, I will say, if I do drink, it's got to be refreshing. So it's, it's like a lighter choice from a beer. If you're like feeling you want something to get you a nice buzz, but not like as heavy as a beer, go with a white claw. Good advice. There ain't no laws when you're drinking the claws. Oh. That's what they say. <laughs> oh. I know. I asked this before the show, but what do you think is worse? A bang or a white claw? A bang. Like what's a more bang. cringy? I mean, I only know more about the white claws. Have than you bang. guys have you, you guys, guys had talking? a bang before? No. I mean, I, wait. What do you mean by that? I've had a sip, 
and it is like nasty. I don't know why people <laughs> drink it. Like I will put I will put my money down on this. Red Bull is the best energy drink. It is. I like Monster too, but Red Bull's good. Oh, that's fitting, Kyle. <laughs> that's really fitting. Oh, we're going right to this bit. No. Sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah, <laughs> <Baptized>. <laughs> I told you it was Red Bull, not Monster. I, I mean, the I had, it was Red Bull was, that baptized me. Someone had a bang in my fridge at home. Okay, at my fridge at home. They brought a bang energy drink into my house, and I could, I couldn't believe it. You you started like some sa- like a, a religious cult chant. I did. Yeah, you tried to burn it outside <laughs> yes, in the yes. front yard. I did. I I was like um, Frollo from uh, the Hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> All over a bang. Cameron's <laughs> losing it again. <laughs> What's going I was like, on? Like if that? I can't the have a bang, of Dumb. <laughs> if I can't have a bang, then no one can. <laughs> you sound like that sounds like an insult. What well, sounds yeah. like this show starting off with a bang, ladies and gentlemen? I... Welcome to Everything Comes from Something, episode sixty-two. My name is Isaac Grantham. I'm Cameron Tuttle, and we have a special guest, Kyle Garola. Thank you for completing your name. That feels odd that I didn't say your name for you, it's but fine. I, you got the cue. I did a visual <laughs> hand motion, and okay. you did it. Kyle Carolla. That is, yep, that is it. You're going to be talking about who you are, what you do, what's going on, but do you want to hear about some socials, because you are a content creator just like us. Yeah, sure. Um, so I got, you know, I got everything. I got a YouTube channel. Um, if you want to search it, if you type in my name, Kyle Garola. On a, YouTube. Yeah, it will pop up. Um, nice little cartoon logo, by the way. Better logo you. than ours. I'll give you that. <laughs> Much better logo. Yeah, my uh, artist is actually from Italy. He did some of the artwork for my wow. the band I used to be in, so I hit him up again to do that kind of stuff. And he, yeah, I mean, it's hard to plan stuff when he's like 11 hours off or whatever. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> he's like messaging me in the middle of the night, like, oh, do you want to do this change? And I'm like getting up and saying it, and then he's not responding. But it all worked out because I like his designs. It's good. It's good. Mm-hmm. So you got YouTube at Kyle Garola, right? Uh, yep. And then I have a um, Facebook. I mean, you can just put... Kyle Garola again it should pop up as a page for Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat it's just Kyle L Garola so yeah that's my middle name is Lance so sweet well I want to get into what your experience has been making some making some content but before that Mm -hmm. we just touched on it briefly sure how do you how do you feel about all this Kyle hate (laughs) it's coming for your name is it hate though I don't or is it love it's respect respect of the Kyle if you don't know what's going on there is a YouTube comedian named Trevor Noah I do know who he is I believe he's actually not a YouTube comedian well, he he's also a, he's got a late night show. He does no. Oh wait, Trevor. Okay, I'm thinking that's Trevor Noah. Yeah, that okay, is Trevor Noah. About. Yeah, he's Who got am a late... I talking about? I don't know. Trevor something. Trevor Wallace. Trevor, yeah, it's Trevor Wallace. Trevor that's Wallace. He's like that's the white guy, right? He's that white yeah. dude. He's like uh, too. I'm watching too much stuff. Trevor <laughs> Noah different. was on a Comedy Central commercial today at the gym. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know I why. That's why his name was in my head. Uh, Trevor Wallace. He does uh, comedian videos on YouTube. He also does stand up as well. Okay. He's a local from San Jose. Really? Oh. I didn't know that. I kid you not. I saw his brother at San Jose State the other we day. We should get him on wow. the show. <laughs> I don't think he would come to the show. He's much bigger than this show. Yeah, I know, but we could try. He's uh, local. And, well, anyways, he makes... You're stuck pre- with this. So. He Is makes, he the step the F up guy? I think... I don't know. I, I don't... I think that... Isn't that like Getter or something? No. I don't know who that is. I'm not That's the only sure. Kyle... Well, not, not the only yeah, one. Yeah, that, I but got But that's that the a big lot Kyle too. joke. He I makes, got that one a lot. Well, yeah. he makes <laughs> Kyle... Uh, he made like a Kyle anthology on YouTube. Mm. Like a whole oh thing God. about being Kyle. I don't think I've watched uh, that yet. 
and it's yeah, but his funny. name's Trevor. Okay. Yeah, that's already like yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, they actually have the singer named Kyle show up in one part of the videos what? too. And yeah, no, the, that video is funny. So that's how I learned about the Kyle meme mm-hmm. um, through that guy's video. He also did one about bangs recently. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Very explicit, but very good. And White Claws as well, I think. He's done a video about I'm White sure he has. Pretty sure he has. Like, So, I mean, if you want to get updated on your meme culture, I guess check out that YouTube video. I don't know where I was going with that, besides <laughs> the fact that we were making fun of your name, Kyle. <laughs> but Yeah, I see it on Twitter a lot. Yeah. Kyle, the, the Kyle hate, yeah. I don't know. I never really got it. Kyle's... I knew several Kyles, and they were both very different. I, so I feel like there are some Kyles that definitely have that stereotype of being, you know, the D-bag or whatever. But Yeah, but I same mean, with Matt. I mean... Have you ever met a Matt that like, wasn't a D-bag? Like a, or like a Tyler. My brother... You know, my brother's name is Matthew. That's funny. So <laughs> my What's parents were like, all right, let's just, yeah, let's just name them names that everyone's going to hate in the future. Yeah. Meme culture's going to well, soar. I think they're, they're common names for our generation. I wonder if because of the Kyle memes, the name Kyle will kind of become extinct. I found it's gotten more popular. Mm. Uh, your name mm. is is, you know, becoming extinct. Would you think know. about <laughs> Would you think about naming your kid um, after you, like Kyle Gorilla the second, <laughs> Kyle Lance Gorilla the second, Junior? Um, no, but I'd probably put my like uh, his middle name as my oh, yeah. name because I'm just I know I passed down that tradition. That's yeah. what my dad did, mm-hmm. but I'm oh. gonna change my middle name. So. <laughs> Dang! <laughs> I don't know if we want to crack that shell, but <laughs> yeah, it's fine. But that's beside the point. Kyle, we knew you back in high school. You went to the same high school as Cameron. Yes. I knew you from the church group we went to at Venture. Correct. And you were also mutual friends with JD, who's been on the show. Uh, oh, JD's been on. That's cool. Yeah, that hobo. He was begging <laughs> yeah. to be on the show for so long, oh and we gosh. finally let him on. Good Lord. It was only for a post-show, too. Hmm. We were doing... Right? No, he's been on on a full on a full episode. I don't think so, dude. No, I think, yeah. I don't he, think he's so. come, He's come on twice. Okay. Yeah. Well, for sure. Whatever. He's in Hawaii now. He's living on an island, getting island fever. It was right before. He's probably protesting the telescope too. You know. You want a f- funny fact about JD Cal? I mean, the show is is mostly about you, but let's just keep making fun of JD because what's you know what's, <laughs> what's better than that? Um, what else has brought us together? He in the has a text chain with Cameron and I in it. <laughs> okay. And he sends us messages constantly on this like group chat. Cameron has never. I, I'm pretty sure it's almost never responded. <laughs> There's always someone in a group chat who never responds and just pops up and looks and then... It's just... It's very disrespectful, Cameron. <laughs> I almost never respond to any group chats that I'm in. Most of the time, they're in, they're like in silent mode or whatever. I just don't even Honestly, I'm the same way because they can get too annoying with all the notifications and it's stuff ho- popping in. It's awful. It's mm-hmm. it's horrible. I feel like I'm a social being. That, that makes me happy. Mm. You know what? I, I actually think that people leave me out of group chats. That's Why? just how I feel. Because you, you spam it? No, I just, I start a group <laughs> chat and I'm like, hey, like this is going to be great. And then like no one posts anything. My only success Damn. has been with the Discord server, but you know, that's for my friends. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, so we knew you were in high school, Kyle. Yeah. Um, we didn't hang out too much though. No, just through the youth group stuff. Really, can I, can I be a hundred percent honest with you? Yeah, I just feel like you were too cool to hang out with me. What? Because how old are you? You're a little bit older than I'm me. I'm 23, turning 24 in like yeah. a month and a half ish. I'm 22, so we graduated a year behind you. Right. So you're up and on your way out. Yeah. So that automatically makes me above you. Like 
Don't yeah. talk to me. Yeah, I remember yeah, you yeah. just looked down on us. Uh, <laughs> for and, sure. and for some reason, you occupied JD's house a lot. To be of honest, time I, as well. I hang out with a lot of younger people in general. I feel like, <laughs> like at the adventure, I remember one time I tried to sneak into like the after house, one of them, because yeah. they stopped doing it for people who graduated. And I liked going to the parties and stuff. Right, right, right. So I tried to do that. But then people in like the college group saw me and were like, you're going with us. Oh. I don't know mm. if you were there for that, but no. And then they stole them, and I was like, "Oh man!" I mean, I, I had fun either way, but still, it's like I like the after house, house was always the best part of this group. Yeah, honestly, like sorry Scott, but like after house was cool. He yeah. also had some of the coolest after houses. What was when, he do those weird like pancake flips or something crepes? <laughs> yeah, yeah, flipping yeah. crepes over his shoulder in a house. Yeah, what? for sure. Remember when he used to? He probably still does. He used to hang his Christmas tree upside down. That was awesome. Do you remember that? What? Yeah, Why? yeah, yeah. He would hang his Christmas tree from the ceiling. That just makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable about Scott. <laughs> Why? You don't remember this? Not at all. Is that like as, a, as an anti-Christmas kind of thing or just <laughs> no, for fun? No. Like, yeah, is it an anti-Christmas thing? I mean, we did go we to, need to a remember the real church, yeah, I was saying, We need to remember the real reason, not this tree. <laughs> 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 so we put it upside down just to make fun of it. Yeah, no, I don't know. Yeah, he would he would hang it like he would drill hooks into it. So would he like tape the gifts to the down. ceiling next? <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that, that's what I was thinking. If only. Oh, have you guys ever had that dream where you're like stuck to the ceiling? No. Oh, I've maybe had that, that means dream a lot. You have some weird psychological. And then Taylor Swift comes. Up. Wait. Oh wait. No. What are we talking about again? <laughs> oh, okay. So speaking of weird things, <laughs> that's not uh, a we dream. Actually that's have a fantasy. A, we have a fan question uh, from one of our Patreon supporters. Ariel Walk asks us. Um, it's a little a little off topic, but it is strange. Why are aliens always ugly and green in movies, or why are they always portrayed horribly? What is the origin of this? Here's my theory, and I don't have any specifics because the government doesn't want us to find out about aliens. Straight up. Like, I tried to look this up. tried to look up the history of aliens. No, nothing. Nothing. It said the server was shut down. Okay? (laughs) You (laughs) think we're kidding. He actually looked on his phone, and it said server shut down. Yeah. yeah. Um, So, in any case... uh, uh, my my theory about this is that aliens are portraying something foreign, obviously. So so the idea of aliens is that they're, um, well, they're obviously they're otherworldly, but it's about it, it's it's like the consolidation of the unknown fear, mm-hmm. right? So so the more it looks like um, something that we can't recognize or something that's like a twist on what we would otherwise know as human right the, the more it looks like that then the more scary it is to us um when it when it attacks us mm. so i don't know why the green probably some descriptions of like the the roswell incident something like that i don't know but what do you think are the most iconic aliens in media the xenomorphs yeah that was, that was my for sure first thought what about the thing don't you like the thing yeah, but the thing isn't really... I mean, it's an alien, but it's not like... It's not iconic for its form because mm-hmm. it takes different forms. It takes different shapes. But um, it kind of goes back to the same theme or idea. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Of the unknown. Of the unknown. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But I think the xenomorph is like the the prime example of that. That thing is so creepy. I mean, it's the name of the movie is Alien, so it's like, all right, pretty <laughs> on the nose. Yeah, I mean, I think... This- Scariest looking thing ever created by oh, a human. Oh yeah, HR Giger is like a weirdo. He's I so really weird. don't like that. We talked about it last. We literally talked I about know. this last episode. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just <laughs> what what was it like? Something like a hundred tons of KY jelly <laughs> to make the xenomorphs. I can't take it. And anyway. all of the all of the like icky goop on the sides and stuff. Mm. That's that's 
gross. Any thoughts about it, Kyle? Uh, aliens green being weird looking. I just feel like that's always like the generic. Like everyone thinks of that generic monster, and then or you think of like as a generic version of an alien. You think of like green, kind of bigger head, big eyes. Right, you know? like right. the, Like the emoticon or something. The picture of that kind of. Mm. Alien. That's like what I think of as a generic alien. So yeah. maybe that's why it's just been passed down. Like people think of it that way. I, I think it is a description of the Roswell um, alien. What, I don't what know, know that? what that is. Yeah, yeah. I don't the know Roswell. That, that kind of sounds familiar. Really? Sounds they familiar. They chopped it up to a weather balloon. Uh, a weather balloon quote unquote weather balloon but uh basically it was like a it was a fam- very famous ufo sighting um mm-hmm. that it was I, I, the real incident was it was secret uh military testing in the arizona desert or whatever new mexico desert or whatever uh roswell new mexico that's what it is um and but they saw these like flying saucer things people said mm-hmm. that's where we get the term flying saucers right, that's right. where we get the classic um green big eye aliens um now there was a guy he was on joe rogan's podcast i forget his name um oh, man tom do you know long no, no 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 yeah exactly that's what i thought do you know who i'm t- you don't know who i'm talking about no so he um he said he worked at area 51 um and we're everybody's a little bit skeptical of him um yeah but he was he said he worked at area 51 he the only reason that people believe him though is because he predicted things in the 80s way before hmm. they were coming out he predicted like technology and stuff way before things things actually mm. took place um but he said that he saw he saw the flying saucers at Area 51. He said that he <laughs> saw the aliens like through glass, and they they kind of wow. looked like like the big head, uh, the big eye thing. Hmm. I don't know. Weird. 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 I don't stuff. know. I don't know if I believe it. What I, are the benefits I, would be of working at Area 51? Like, do you get like? Oh, you get unpersoned apparently, according to him. Wow. Like they they, um. All of his records of wow. school were scrubbed. <laughs> All of his records of everything were scrubbed. He's ba- he basically doesn't exist, other than his his public appearance. He's a ghost, just like Area Fifty One. Just like Area Fifty One. <laughs> so that's why we're storming it in four days. Oh, it'll be already Is done. It four days? Is it to be yeah, pretty September twentieth. Sure it got canceled. No, no, no. That's what the government thinks. No. Didn't the government put out like a warning or the military or something about? Well, it? because on. Uh, the, the thing about Area 51 is the thing that the government has disclosed is that they test weapons there. And so the reason they were like, don't raid it because we test weapons there. And okay. also... Sounds like a good cover-up. Really, yeah, that's if you, what I'm thinking. If you really think about it, why would the government hide aliens in the place that everyone thinks aliens <laughs> yeah, are Yeah, that's, that's like the... Well, that was one of the biggest They actually didn't acknowledge Area 51's existence until... I think it was... Either the Bush or the Clinton presidency. I don't doubt that it was something weird was they going didn't, on there. They didn't talk about it. I know. I'm sure that there was something weird going on there. But whatever was weird going on there has moved. Yeah. That's well, no, 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 no. I'm sure that I'm... I, I don't know about... Moved Area 52. Yeah. Well, actually, so that's the other thing that the guy said. I can't, I can't believe I can't remember his name. Anyways... I watched this whole well, interview. I mean, he had all his information scrubbed. It makes sense he'd forget. I yeah. watched this whole, <laughs> this whole interview. It was really fascinating. But um, he he talked about how it wasn't Area 51. It was like some other site that was near Area 51. But Area 51 was kind of like the, the cover place. Oh. Area 50 and a half or something. Like. Yeah, yeah. Final Area tag. nine and three quarters. <laughs> Final tag along with Ariel's question. 
Are there any cute aliens that you guys can think of? Stitch. That's actually what the first thing I thought of too. <laughs> Stitch from Lilo and Stitch. Those little mm-hmm. things from Chicken Little. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking about. I just watched a video about that. Movie Me too. I watched that same video. The, I know what it, you're talking about. The Cosmodor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like Cosmodor. He's yeah, cool. He's got some cool videos. Yeah. yeah. He's pretty opinionated about some stuff. Chicken Little was terrible though. I like. I don't I remember forgot that it, it was a, De- a Disney movie. Yeah, it was the very first. Like, yeah, that's crazy, and it definitely was a product of his time, like he said. Yeah, fun fun fact about Chicken Little: it was the first animated feature to be shot in 3D. Fun fact about Chicken Little: the sky is falling makes no sense as a marketing term. <laughs> I literally that confused me so much as a kid. Why? Because the sky liter like literally falls in that movie, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. I think that's what they're trying to play off of, like the like it's like actually like making a story based off that and expanding on it. I was just looking, watching that movie as a kid, being like, I don't understand this metaphor. Wait, wait, wasn't whatever. originally Chicken Little the the like the villain of that story? He was like, like in the original. Yeah, he version. was like the boy who cries wolf. But uh, he was saying the, kind the, of thing. The sky is falling. Yeah. Isn't that the case? I don't know. Yeah, he but was then like, they made him a protagonist. Yeah. But I think that's what I think that's what's supposed to be like a boy who cries wolf story. Yeah, this guy is fun. he's being he's like he's like everybody who fear mongers. You know, I think that probably would have been Interesting. a better movie. Yeah. Speaking probably. of weird era animated movies, in my head, I just for some reason I am reliving myself watching <laughs> Astro Boy. Why? I don't oh, even know Astro why. Astro Boy. I don't think I ever saw that. You don't I, want to. I think I fell asleep during that movie. I, I've heard of it. Is that the guy with like the spiky kind of black hair? Yeah. And the, yeah. That was a, they made a movie off of him? I don't know why I've seen it or why I'm thinking of it. But we need to change the topic. <laughs> Any other cute aliens? Ooh. What about Monsters and Aliens? It would be any animated kids film. Yeah, I'm, I'm just think. thinking I mean, aliens are usually. Cute aliens. I mean, I don't know if it's cute. I never saw this movie, but the movie Home. Uh, it was home? it was a uh, DreamWorks. E. It was um, Sheldon Cooper, the voice. Of Sheldon or Jim oh. Parsons was the voice. Mm. Of the home. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Actually, it was like one of those. It didn't do very well. I don't think. But you know, E.T. Like e. was not very cute. He's <laughs> like yeah, he's weird looking. E.T. Like the Emperor. Do you remember that? Um, <laughs> do, you, do you remember that part in E.T. where he gets pushed into the into the river or whatever? It's been a he, while. He gets like he gets like kicked into the river and he's like flailing around. That's not cute. <laughs> That's disgusting. He looks scary. <laughs> I never really got the whole E.T. thing. Yeah. No, it's just, it's a good, it's a great movie. It's, I haven't seen it in a while, but I've, you know, and it has a, a great score. Oh, yeah, of course. Let's see. Cute aliens. You know who I think super cute? Hmm. Predator. What a, <laughs> <laughs> what a cute. Oh, okay. You got to give it. Star Wars has some pretty cute aliens. Those little porgs. Right now. <laughs> porgs are pretty cute. Mm. Yeah, they're, they're cute. Those Ewoks little porgs are cute. cute too. Ewoks yeah. are cute until you piss them off yeah so they try to fish you alive right <laughs> imagine that though they took out the whole empire that's why that's why endor never got conquered i really like red letter media's take on they were watching that new star wars trailer for episode nine and they're on that desert planet and there's like a chunk of the death or wait wait there's that scene at the end of episode nine where there's the chunk of the death star in the water mm-hmm. and it's like they're on a cliffside and rich starts talking about he's like I thought that this planet would be Endor because, like, where else would 
the Death Star chunks fall into. Mm. So this Death Star chunk fell into the atmosphere and completely obliterated Endor's ecosystem mm. and transformed the planet. Is it, so, is it supposed to be the Death Star or Starkiller Base? I don't know what it is. Okay. But this guy was talking about it on Red Letter Media and he's like, wouldn't that be so funny if it extinct? <laughs> That'd be interesting. It, it made the Ewoks extinct because actually be kind of the interesting. Death Star fell and broke the system's <laughs> ecosystem. Like the irony in that? No. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Oh, those, they helped the wrong side. Those little teddy bears, they should have known the Ewoks were, were better under empirical rule they were manipulated <laughs> they are manipulated by a um by rebe- a scoundrel by a rebellion yeah. uh Rebel and, a, and a extreme ideology i would say yeah i agree you ever think about that that the 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 whole goal of the empire was to bring peace and order to the galaxy <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is derailing quickly yeah whatever we gotta blame kylo he's wearing a disney plus hat i mm. am are you a disney show Am I a Disney show? Yeah. In, His life. Incarnate. <laughs> in life. Dude, yeah. I mean, birds do help me put on my clothes in the morning. That means you have, you either own or attend a dojo, right? Why not both? You, you have a, you go to a school that um, is on a ship okay. or you live in a hotel. Uh-huh. You um, are. My parents died at a young age. Yes. Your parents died. Um, uh, what else? What is, what's another Disney show trope? Not just Disney trope. Too many laugh tracks. Oh, yeah, of course. But that, that isn't my problem. I don't while. get that many laughs. You know, I was watching. <laughs> into song. Look, I remember. Hey, Mom, there's something <laughs> in the back room. <laughs> <laughs> I remember loving The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. It's right? a good show. As a kid. Oh, yeah. I went back and watched an episode. Uh-oh. Well, an episode <laughs> was just on, right? Mm-hmm. In the background. Don't lie. And And I was like, this is awful. This is horrible. It's so bad. What if they did the sweet life of Zach and Cody, but they're all like much older men living uh, in like this rundown apartment <laughs> that's actually been like excavated. The retired life just, of Zach and Cody. They're just like <laughs> barely making it, making ends meet and surviving oh in this God. beat up house in San Francisco. That'd be pretty good. Yeah. You they know, line it up with how the kids watched it and then you'd be like, oh, I can relate to this more now. <laughs> You know that show really did instill uh, a level of classism into into America's youth, right? Hmm. Because London Tipton, she's the she's the rich hoity-toity one. The Paris in playoff, and then that. everybody else is working class. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And and yeah, it's there's some. It took there's me a while really... to figure that out. The London Paris thing. Did yeah, you ever think, like think the Paris Hilton is a playoff. London Tipton. I never really yeah watch Sweet Like that mm. that much. You know why? You know why I'm a little strange? My parents didn't pay for cable when I was. A oh kid. yeah, okay. So I just didn't hmm. watch a lot of TV. Oh wait, but but Disney, the Disney Channel wasn't. You didn't have to have cable, did you? Yeah, you do. You do. Really? Have to have cable I think so. Are you kidding me, dude? Yeah. The mouse makes money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that was good. You never, you never watched like SpongeBob or anything either, right? <laughs> no, no, uh, I didn't. Yeah. I watched those later in life. To be the honest, the other day I was watching it with Julianne. I was like, I love the show. They had like season one playing on Nickelodeon. It's so funny. Like, this it's is great. Hilarious. It's so funny. It's better than the new stuff, obviously. I watched. Yeah. Like, just let me describe this episode to you. <laughs> this is how smart the show is. I watched an episode about. Squidward making a wax sculpture of himself and then Spongebob and Patrick accidentally throw a frisbee through the window and it hits Squidward's head, the wax sculpture's head. <laughs> and so like it falls over and has a frisbee loud, like lodged into the side of its head and Squidward <laughs> is taking a shower 
And so he basically they think they killed Squidward. <laughs> I think I've seen this. And one. then Squidward walks out and he's all like white and there's a bunch of smoke. Oh my yeah, gosh, I do he's remember a that. Ghost. And, the, and so he <laughs> so good. he enslaves them to like pay their dues for killing him. <laughs> That's and, great. And it's like this is a little dark, but also it's pretty funny. Definitely. It's clever for a kid show for sure. And they did have a little adult jokes in there. You never watched like... Cartoon Network either, right? Wow, really? Dexter's no. Lab, any of those? No. Wow. What no. did you watch as a kid? The wall. Nothing? <laughs> just like a Star Wars over and over again. I mean, yeah, just DVD. You remember you had that one DVD player that would cut out all of the <laughs> all of the oh, bad stuff? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, in middle school, my dad got wow. this DVD player that like censored movies. Oof. That's interesting because they're they've been testing that kind of technology again. You know the streaming service Voodoo or like the, that's terrible. I re- I disavow this. Have you 100%. have you heard of that before? That they're yeah. doing this? Yeah, like they're like they did a test screening for the new Aquaman movie and they like. Like instead of like throwing a spear or something, it's like some they cut away to not show like the damage of the the violence. Mm. Like they cut it out. It's like a way for kids to be able to see it, and they like. But it also can mess up the artistic. I entirely, of the movie, I entirely I disavow I know this you, idea. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the same boat. I, I um, do not mess with people's creations. Exactly. That's what I kind of. Okay, I hear you, <laughs> but the customer also should have choices, and 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 so hear me out here. Pick a different movie. I play. I just started playing Gears of War Five. And I got to give the Coalition credit. They offer graphic sensors in the game, which I think is really cool for mm-hmm. a video game. Yeah, sure. They say, I mean, first of all, Gears of War is super gory. Like, enemies explode and limbs fly off. But they're like, if you don't want to play with that, you can just play regular. Right. If you don't want to hear cussing, they'll censor yeah, it for you. Yeah, that's that's fine. That's cool. What do you okay? mean? Why? The game, but the games, that, that's like something that the game does, right? Okay. That they offer that, right? right? The movie, the director does not offer this. <laughs> Well, who's okay. to say? But they have to get approved, I believe, to be able to do it. So that means that they kind of like would let <clears> them, I guess. The, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If the director didn't want this to be in the movie, they wouldn't have put it in. Right. Okay. And if they don't need it in the movie, then the potentially they would just take it out. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So obviously it's there for a reason. You're. I feel like you're thinking about it. From the director's perspective instead of the consumer's perspective. Yeah, I am. And from the consumer's perspective, why wouldn't we want more options? And why wouldn't a corporation or whatever, a a production company or whoever is producing and supplying the movie want to give the consumer more options to be a better product to buy? You You get what I'm saying, though? That's more of a business mindset, though, I feel like, versus like a creative mindset. No? I'm that just, would be a uh, summary I'm, of the show. I'm just Fair not enough. as I'm not as corporatized <laughs> as you, Isaac. I know I get both your points, so I'm I'm the third. No, I'm in the middle. <laughs> here's the thing: I appreciate the the concept of consumer choice, right? Um, but I I I really ha- find it distasteful that people would would mess with with someone's artistic vision. I right? would even I, even future you. You know what I mean? Future, if future you goes goes back and says, "Oh, I wanna, I wanna make Han Solo not shoot first. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I hear what you're sure, saying. Says all that kind of stuff. I, I hear what you're saying, Cameron. And I am totally standing beside you and supporting you and agreeing you, <laughs> agreeing with you. If the director we're talking about is actually good. <laughs> But you have to realize that there are a lot of directors and people who make movies that don't make great movies. Yeah. And yes. and I I know you're like, why wouldn't it be there if the director didn't want it to be there? I bet you there's a lot of stuff that George Lucas put in Star Wars that he never thought about. Oh, wait. He, that's like the whole prequel trilogy is him 
considering things that he put in a film that he was like, oh, I didn't even really, th- I mean, oh, actually that was my creative vision. You're right. That was my creative vision. And so what I'm saying is for a great filmmaker, like someone like, I don't know, Tarantino, Scorsese, uh, who's the guy like Edgar Wright, Spielberg. you know, these guys are meticulous with what they put on screen. Yeah. And the explicit content is there with weight and reason. Mm-hmm. You got to be honest with me, Cameron. How many movies have you seen that have used explicit content without weight or okay, reason? Okay, but why do you want to watch those movies anyways? Like, what, what's, the, what's the usefulness of watching those movies but just taking out the, the explicit stuff? Does it make it better? Does it make it a better product? I don't no. know. I don't know. Probably not. Just makes it more kid-friendly or whatever, but like... And let me tell you, Angry like Birds 2, Angry Movie... <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> the what? Angry oh. Birds okay, Movie Okay, look, I, I don't know. I'm just like... I'm really skeptical of the, of this whole idea, right? Because because first of all, I want I want parents to parent their children. No, right? I hear you. So yeah. so I want parents if they don't think that their their child is old enough to watch a certain movie, then they shouldn't let them watch it, right? Don't mm-hmm. don't cover it up with 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 you know, uh, taking out bits little pieces of the movie. Mm-hmm. If you don't think that it's appropriate, maybe it's not appropriate. You know, maybe your your kids shouldn't be watching. Just wait till they get old enough. Uh, you yeah. know, Predator. Maybe that maybe <laughs> maybe that's the case, right? But if 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 you think that they're ready, right? Just give just show them the whole movie. Okay. But thematically, th- like these things are not just like swearing by themselves, right? It's it's not just like, oh my my kid can't be exposed to swearing. It's like maybe the themes are too. Are too mature for the for the child. You I know agree what I mean. You. I think it takes a good parent to see that. Counterpoint to you. It's funny you brought up Predator. I watched Predator on the censored thing. I think we for watched Predator time, really? on the censored for the thing. first Wait, time. The new Predator. Or no, the original? no, the original. Okay. And I loved it. Like yeah. I thought it was great. I was what in middle school. My dad's like, you can watch this R-rated film, but you got to watch it censored if it's in my house. And I was like, I love Predator. I think it's great. Now, have I watched it uncensored? Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was great too. It didn't really bother me either way. But it's like it still made it accessible for me at that time. You, you get the point that I'm going for. Yeah, but maybe you shouldn't have watched it in middle school. <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying. Maybe you just shouldn't have watched it in middle school. <laughs> maybe yeah, it was too thematically mature for you. Predator. <laughs> I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. Deep themes here. I think we could go in circles. About Alien versus Predator. Let's go. A- Alien. Have you seen that movie? No. Yes. I've never seen that movie. Mm-hmm. I saw it when I was like probably like twelve. Don't they have pyramids in that movie or something? I don't remember, but all I know is I believe it was rated PG-13, not R. Wow. So oh, it, doesn't, it doesn't go as hard as the other ones do. So like, there's like two R-rated franchises that go PG-13 versus. Wow. Weird. I don't like that. Yeah. I didn't. I, I mean, it wasn't that great of a movie. I just, it's more like, oh, look, it's two characters, you know, mm, basically. Mm, but mm, I don't mm. like, did you guys see the new Predator movie? The new no. one? No. It's a little, not that good. It's okay. But I heard it was mixed. It's a, kind of it. a mess of, it doesn't know what it wants to be. That, it, wants, it wants to be funny. It wants to be mm, kind of scary, mm, horrific, but it, it doesn't quite stick the landing at the end either. Well, good, me. good horror uses comedy. Yes. But it's a hard balance to strike. It's mm-hmm. very meticulous. Many f- you have to many be. horror films fail. It was, I guess it was more of an action kind of movie than horror, in my opinion. But and I, I think it was was it oh, I think, was it R? I believe it was. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. The, the it was pretty was. gory. It was yeah. pretty. It was gory, but I liked that part of it. <laughs> I liked the gore. Yeah. Well, the, the thing about the original Predator is it's not very complicated of a movie. Mm-hmm. So how you could make sequels of it is kind of. 
like alien you kind of you kind of you can see how they make sequels to mm-hmm. it you know there's a world they build the world and, and you know there's more things that you can do than just in the first one even though i think the first one's probably the best um predator is very very simple it's very simple a group of marines gets hunted by an intergalactic predator for mm-hmm. sport basically what what i want to say about predator and I just realized, like, this podcast makes no sense right now. But what, <laughs> let, let's finish We're our conversation about aliens. Product. Let's okay, do it. okay, yeah. Yeah, it all ties back. I'll finish, I'll finish my um, my thought on Predator. Um, in the context of the time, there were a ton of crazy action movies coming out mm. around the time of Predator. And I, I know, I, I think I watched something about the director or whoever was in charge of the movie or with the management talking about how the first 15 minutes of that film is just a crazy action military movie. It's completely over yeah. the top. They spent yeah. mm-hmm. a majority of their budget in that first wow. por- portion. Wow. Because they're like, we just want people to feel like they're sitting back and they are enjoying one of these Hollywood action military movies and they won't second guess it. Mm. And that actually builds into the suspense of the time, you know, when that movie was released to the reveal of the Predator. Yeah. Right? Because suddenly it's almost like it breaks the fourth wall where it's like you're experiencing something you know and then something changes and you're like I mean for most people they're like they know it's an alien but mm-hmm. some of the people that went to go see this movie for the first time the cover art was just Schwarzenegger with mm-hmm. a gun yeah and it yeah, said it's Predator true. right there, there's no clue that it, there's an alien in the movie and basically until and I mean what is it the last like 30 minutes of that movie yeah. you see the Predator yeah yeah so like and you're seeing it from this like from the night vision or, or the Predator vision you know right mm-hmm. so like you get this it could be anything. Yeah. So yeah, I, that's a really cool part. I, I didn't. I didn't think about that. Throw some respect on it. I mean, I think that's why that movie is so enjoyable to revisit mm. if you have that context. I definitely need to go back and revisit it. It's been a while since I've it's seen it. It's a fun movie. It's really it fun. Those guys are jacked too. They're oh, all like yeah. friends with Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> they had that that great scene where the arms like pound together and they flex. Right? Isn't that in Predator? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like the biggest bicep I That's, love there's, yeah. there's a scene with Billy on the bridge with the uh, it's not a katana it's a um, machete he like cuts his chest open do you know what I'm talking about I can't remember he slices his chest to draw blood mm-hmm. cause Billy he's like this Asian or he's not Asian he's like um, Native American he has like Native American hair oh yeah and he's like he's like I'll fight like a real warrior will die and oh, he like cuts yeah, his yeah, chest yeah, yeah. with the blood and it's like dang Billy Jeez. and you just hear his screaming like that's all you hear yeah. when they're running oh it's my like, gosh that movie's legit Billy his name is Billy <laughs> yeah his name is Billy almost worse than Kyle but not quite <laughs> not, not not quite there speaking not of quite uh, speaking of Kyle yeah. I keep slurring my words maybe I've had one too many white cro- laws <laughs> all right <laughs> White cross, my favorite. White cross. <laughs> it's late, dude. I'm. My brain is like. It's not even late. What am I talking about? We've my, been we've been recording earlier in our work. My brain is toasted because school is in full gear. Mm. I'm like, I gotta be honest, guys. My 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 brain is just sidetracked. I'm thinking about this test I got on Wednesday. Uh, you think about I economics? Those days. Economics. It's just constantly markets, equilibrium, <laughs> derivatives, rate of change. It's just constantly going through my head. I get all it. the time. I get. I mean, I get that way too. I but. need to take a break from it though, and that's why I want to hear about you, Kyle. That's What's why up? we had you on the show, man. Hey. So, you're a fellow creator. Yes. And I think that's why we wanted to have you on the show. Absolutely. Not many people know the grind about creating stuff. What would you say was your first endeavor to make something, to create something? Um. 
Well, I did start when I first was going on YouTube. I started a like a, I guess not like a company, but like a, like a production thing with my cousin and my friend. Um, and we, we called it sync productions. Actually, the videos are still up on YouTube, even though I probably don't want you guys to see them. That's fine. <laughs> They're pretty That's fine. cringy. No, but it was, uh, cause it was like spelled like our names cause it was Colby, Nico, Kyle. So we did sync C Y N K hmm. productions and they're still on YouTube. We have like maybe like 35 subscribers of the most we ever got to. We started that in like 2010. I think that was probably one of my first endeavors. I got my like a uh, camcorder and we filmed a, a couple sketches and we did up like we wrote and then we ended up writing scripts and doing some more of it. And we kind of just like, you know, we went our separate ways, but that was my first. I'd say attempt at like doing that kind of stuff. It was, mm. it was more comedy. I think like we were inspired kind of in like a Smosh kind of style. If you ever watched yeah, Smosh, yeah, doing like sketches that were short and kind of silly, but like funny at the same time. I guess so. Mm-hmm. We did it. We had a couple on those, and I, those were fun, but you know they're not super quality. So yeah, but yeah, I guess that would be my first like attempt at putting my stuff out in the world more. I mean, I've done little videos for the family here and there when I was younger. I like mess around with cameras, but my first one on YouTube was that stuff. How old were you when you're putting out stuff on YouTube? Um, so I'm 23 now. Yeah. <laughs> Nine years ago. So like, yeah, 14, 13. Wow. That young. Yeah, isn't that crazy though? Because it's like, we're, we're probably the first generation. I mean, maybe the second generation, mm-hmm. but basically the first generation to have our whole adolescence up online. You know it's what I crazy. mean? It's crazy. Yeah, we, like, we, we were born in a very interesting time. It's scary And it's weird I don't like I get still weird out By seeing kids with iPads these days It's just like weird to me sometimes I'm like whoa But I guess that's like The normal thing now For kids to have I mean it can be helpful It can be good for them to learn And for I don't know I'm skeptical But there's also so many things Like I don't think like The social media craze Is necessarily very healthy overall Have you seen those crazy uh, YouTube kids videos Not the Not the creepy ones But the just like Weird trash ones I've seen it like I've watched reaction videos to them. Yeah, I've seen like the weird, you know, Spider-Man Elsa ones Oof, and stuff like that's that. That's creep. That's really that's creep. more of the creep stuff, right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about like I, trash. I think I've seen the brain dead ones. There's a video Johnny, of Johnny Johnny. Uh, yes, no. that one. <laughs> There's a video of like these terribly animated like straight up Gary's yeah. mod. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like dogs. <laughs> worse, worse they, than that. They start like walking sideways. They're not it's even so, animated. Mm. They're doing this teeter-tottering back and forth and there's this <laughs> robot voice that says like doggy Doggy, and then like the it's dogs like so... walk into this water bubble, and then the dogs come out of the water bottle <laughs> at, or out of the water like bubble thing as crocodiles, and then the the voice <laughs> says cocodrila cocodrila over and over again, and I was done. I was laughing at this. I was like, this is the funniest thing. But then I was like, wait a second, is this something kids watch? And I legit, yeah, it is. I've seen a kid watch that yeah. same. They've bo- got like 16 million views. And it bothers me because it's it's not right. Alligators are what they turn into when they go through bubbles, not crocodiles. Or cro- <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So the weirdest thing is that these are like manufactured. Basically, they're like they they put put a bunch of verbs into a program and they yeah. just like they just spit them out and they're all the most of the time they're all the same video. They they all have the same like robot voices and they come from like. They, a lot of them come from like Southeast Asia. A lot mm-hmm. of com- a lot of them come from Russia, yes. from Eastern Europe. So it's like not even good English, you know. It's like some weird. 
sleeper agent stuff. It could be. I played it could be. Black Ops One, dude. That's pretty. I'm pretty sure the next time one of these I kids grows game. up and they hear Coco Drilla, they're gonna be like, <laughs> "I must assassinate JFK." It's like the Winter Soldier assass- or something. It's all the phrases <laughs> like yeah. from the kids' video. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Oh I, if gosh. I had to put my money down, like on I have a younger cousin um, who I love to death, but I mean, some of the videos he watches, he's like 11 or 12. I'm just like, he was showing me some stuff. It's not necessarily like um, like that level of like weird, but it was definitely like weird meme videos of like dogs and stuff and i never watched any of this kind of stuff growing up i was like i was watching like shows like sweet life and all these like i didn't watch young like, wholesome like, like doge memes and stuff like he goes to, like these weird video clips of yeah. I'm like what are you watching like, and like or like weird reviews of like apps like what they were like there's like a guy talking to kids like oh i'm building my new castle in this game and stuff and they're like explaining what they're doing and it's just so like, weird to me i didn't watch this stuff growing up but mm. maybe i'm just out of touch now with that kind of stuff i, I think know. i'm just worried about attention span Yes. Um, it feels mm. like a lot of people, they are so connected to their device. And I mean, if you've been following everything comes from something for a while, you know, we don't post on social media very much. Mm-hmm. And that's because, I mean, it's not that we don't want to, and it's not that we don't care about the show, but it's like, I can't find time to make it's exhausting. So, like social posts that are quality. It's exhausting. And I do. don't want to put out stuff that's like garbage or... You know, and so we just produced the show, right? We just produced the podcast and we're like, hey, if this can even have an ounce of quality, that's better than 10 social posts a month and one episode, Yeah, you know, like that's kind of our opinion on it. And so it's like using social media, whether you're using that for something creative or it's just, it's so, I feel like it's so surface level and it's all like feeding this instant attention. Like when I sit on the toilet, it's true. I'm probably going to be on Instagram (laughs) and half the time that freaks me out Yeah, I'm like, why can't I just sit Mm. and not, Mm. you know, I just want to take a dump in peace. Like do the most natural human thing. We have it. We have this instant gratification for entertainment these days. And I think that can affect you in the long run. Cause if you're always like, I I have this issue with myself as just who I am. I am always kind of maybe chasing the next fun thing to do in life and the next high in life, you know, like, Oh, I want to go on vacation. It's like sometimes you have to kind of sit back and do your own thing and work and work hard, but sometimes it's hard for me maybe because I'm so used to being having to just pop it up and watch Netflix yeah, or something. Yeah. You just have this instant – so that like, I guess your dopamine levels are always used to this thing. So then when you're not doing something that's usually normal, you might get really bored fast or feel like, oh, I need to do something. So yeah, like even like you just said, taking a dump. <laughs> like it would be like boring without a phone, you know, be we- or just be weird. You know, you feel off. It's just like that's kind of yeah, a strange thing. It is strange. You don't have this instant thing like – my parents didn't ever have, you know, you don't have like phones and stuff on you all the time. So it's I find when I have like a day off and I know that it's going to be a day off, like I have mm-hmm. nothing planned, no work to do, nothing uh, on the side. No, is like that a band reference. No, <laughs> nothing planned. <laughs> we'll talk about your band in a second. Okay, for sure. um, uh, or no, like, um, yeah, no work, no workout, nothing specific. Mm-hmm. I find that those days are the days that I use my phone actually less. And it's really odd because it's like, I won't be doing too much. Mm-hmm. But I really enjoy just not doing mm. anything. For but a like second. when you're when you're at work, there's like a temptation yeah. to be like, oh, or when I'm in class. You know? Oh it's like yeah, the, the class get away. I would just go on my iPad during classes in college and just type, just do whatever I wanted, and not listen. It's bad. Yeah, it's the worst. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, this I would bring my laptop sometimes, and it was always dangerous. I but see, my classes were propaganda. Dude, anyway, I so. see that <laughs> stuff. I see that stuff like in my upper division econ classes, mm-hmm. and every time I want to join it, like I'm like, oh dude, I just want to look at my phone, like shop for something I don't need or something <laughs> like that. You know, every time I even consider it, I'm like, there is so much information going on right now. Like I mm-hmm. literally can't t- 
tune out for half a second in these classes. Yeah, yeah. They're so intense. And usually I don't complain about school. I'm, I'm a pretty good student. But like today, specifically today, I was sitting in this math class talking about like derivative calculation or something like that. And I'm like, I just, I am, I feel like my brain is smoking. And so I'm like, I'm just going <laughs> to shut my eyes for like one second and then open my eyes and kind of like take a breather. And it, just within like five seconds, I was like, I miss so much information. <laughs> I miss so much information. Like I need to be a hundred percent focused all the time. Jeez. And it was just like, the thing is, the weird thing is, I don't know that experience because um, my classes were so devoid of information that <laughs> you went to film school, you know, like it's, oh man. It's so horrible. easy to just sit back and do nothing in those classes and then you can get by. And like, even if you fail a test, they'll curve your grade to like the highest freaking thing. It's great, oh, but not great at the same time. I didn't fail any tests. They were so mm. easy. It was like, I was just, some were really easy, but some were like weirdly technical. And I was like, and then you'd be mm, like, yeah. you have to kind of like read stuff. And then I wouldn't, sometimes I wouldn't even know there's a test. I'd be like, okay, I'd walk in and oh, I'd I've take had it. that experience. But that was the most fail interesting it. stuff. I mean, the, the most interesting stuff was when, when you walked in and you didn't know there was a test. No, no, no. The most interesting stuff was the technical stuff. That yeah. was what was always engaging to me. Mm-hmm. Not the, I mean, I don't, I do not want to hear an associate professor's take on some movie that came out in 2013, how they think <laughs> it applies to, to, to feminist theory. I don't care. Like, I just don't care. Yeah. So like that, that stuff is, is was boring and whenever we talked about like about like analysis uh, inevitably they would bring up how they think you know things should be analyzed and Mm -hmm. you know like just really trite boring stuff and and i would always that's the thing is i would always kill in the essays because i i didn't take their stuff into account like i just didn't pay attention to what they were talking about so i would i would always have like a fresh take on the things um but I mean, I don't know. It, it well, was, I'm I, I'm not saying that every single one of my classes like I think my mathematics class right now is just, yeah, is just yeah, like I'm that. Sure. Um, I have a business ethics class. I just look at guitars all two now. Yeah, <laughs> all class. I don't I don't pay attention at all. It's a bunch of bunch of garbage. So there you go. What uh, was your experience in film school? Actually, before we get to your band, um, it was. It was good. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, my it was my last two, um, I feel like, years in college when I really got into my, like, full-on film classes. I did have some here and there uh, coming up to that point. But, I mean, to be honest with you, like, yeah, I mean, it was, like, interesting, I guess, in some points. But I would just kind of, like, tune out because, I don't know, I don't have a very good attention span when it comes to classes. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. Like, a lot of people, there'd be people that were very hands-on who want to be up there with the teacher doing the camera, working with the cameras. Because we would, like, you know, take out a camera and do stuff. And there's others that would either sit in the back or kind of just chill like me i kind of would do whatever or there'd be people that just wouldn't even go to class at all ever and then show up for just test days oh, that was gosh. the most common thing and then they'd still be able to pass the class because that's how much of like the film was not strict at all the film classes were not that's very strict. miserable my classes were you had to attend okay. all of my all of my classes I, I don't think there was a single one that didn't take attendance mm-hmm. actually wow. throughout my whole college so at least give sf state that credit yeah, yeah. my my professor's like we don't care if you show up or not but you will fail if you don't show up. And it, and it's like... It's your money kind of thing, right? You're the one paying for yeah. the class. Actually, you know? actually, there was one class that I... That I... You only got a... You, so you got an attendance grade. Mm-hmm. But it was... The class was two parts. So there was the lecture slash viewing portion. And then there was the discussion portion. And you got the attendance for the discussion portion. But 
we I went for the first like I don't know four weeks five weeks of the of the the viewing the and lecture class and the stuff that we were watching was so inane <laughs> and so garbage that I just stopped going I was like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna waste my time with this mm-hmm. this is absolute nonsense <laughs> and so I would just go to the the discussion class I should have got a degree in film yeah you should have <laughs> could have graduated early and oh well. <laughs> Let's get back to Kyle here. So, so you're making videos back in like when you're 14 or something like that. Yeah, that's when I kind of was like, yeah, dabbling in. And then I kind of went more into. I started out with more comedic sketches. Then I kind of started. I had like a phase where I was really into. I don't know if you used to watch like YouTube channels like Freddie W or yeah, yeah. They had like those like those short, really short action scenes, really mm-hmm. cool effects for like YouTube, and that inspired me. So I feel like I started doing those kind of things too. Like I do a couple of those, and then I had started a new channel to try to that, start that out. But then I didn't really follow through with that, so I still have some of those like saved. But I had a couple like action sequences with like you know guns and adding in the the bullets and stuff. It was kind of fun to do. Right. But then then I kind of realized I wanted to do like when I wanted to go back into YouTube again, I was like I want to do like more vlog kind of stuff for comedy because I like doing that. And I've you know I was inspired by a couple YouTubers like H three H three Productions and I liked John John and yeah just like or Cody Co is one of the newer ones. He's like people that were viners that turned YouTubers that could do reaction videos. So that right. kind of inspired me to get back into it and then. Obviously, they do a lot of reaction videos, too, so that's when I started doing more, like, reaction stuff with my buddy because it's, like, kind of fun to do it with another person. Yeah. You can play off each other and just kind of improvise and talk about certain things that are cringy or whatever. Yeah, so, I yeah. wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> about cringe? <laughs> about playing off someone. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't know anything about cringe, either. I think we're, I'm figuring out what it is now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing you, Cameron. Yeah, what I'm using him. you for money. Dang. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Am I included? Yay. <laughs> Anyways, um, so you're doing YouTube stuff. What about your music? Music? So Tell us about your band. My band, yeah, the band that I'm not in anymore, unfortunately. But I um Does the band still exist? Still no, the band is kind of I guess it's done, to be honest. I mean okay. it didn't really last any long I mean, not that I was the glue holding it all together, but when I quit it kind of fell apart. <laughs> no, but uh no there was um so the guy who I started it with, Frankie, he moved away to Fresno around the time when I after I quit and that kind of like I think put it in the cement that I was going to be done because he was like kind of like the you know the brains behind the whole thing and the one who kind of encouraged everyone to keep practicing and stuff so that kind of it just kind of died off after that but yeah so I was in the band for maybe like four years ish I mean but only two and a half of those were really serious I played shows wrote some songs that released some uh, EPs and singles and it, it was a lot of fun. I really do miss like the rush of playing music on stage. It was a really good feeling. But yeah. I wanted to originally when I quit, it was like because I felt like we weren't really doing much anymore. And I wanted to like focus on other creative projects like my YouTube. So that's when I started picking that back up again is when I stopped that. But consistency is my main issue with me. I'm very much a procrastinator. Dude, so, I think that's the hardest thing for most creatives. And um, I have all these ideas. But like when I get down to like filming, it's like, oh. You have to sell the stuff up. You have to get it ready. It's like, yeah. Oof. Yeah. So. A, a big part of me with this podcast is like, man, I hope one day we have our own like set space for this oh, table yeah. and this equipment and we just never have to touch it and it'll just be <laughs> one and done. We walk in, we do the show and we leave. Yeah. Would you, would you consider going to like video podcasts too? Oh yeah. Like if we had our own space, definitely mm-hmm. do video. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That'd be fun. Um, it's just because setting up takes a little bit of time. It just it can be a little exhausting and Cameron and I have to commute back and forth to seeing, mm-hmm. to seeing each other and making sure the show happens. So yeah, it's, it's definitely an aspect. Um, 
I don't know if we ever said the name, but your band was called Nothing Planned. Nothing Planned, yeah, that was the name. We were like a, we started off as a, the genre pop punk, kind of like, you know, I guess you can compare it to Blink-182, kind of, but a little bit more the modern style pop punk these days. Then we switched our style to be um, what's known as, we, it was called in the scene Easycore, but it's not really like an official genre, I don't think. Okay. Like, like, think of it like hardcore, but like in pop punk, but in between. So it had like kind of more breakdown kind of guitar parts, some screaming music mixed in with like singing. So it kind of was like the balance between those two. And I really like, I still really like the music we put out. And I feel like it was kind of weird because we were starting to get more attention from our band and like in our, our mini scene. And then once that started happening, we all kind of just stopped doing it. Yeah. That's when it kind of like, it kind of just fell apart. Like we'd done like a music video for one of our songs and we filmed it. And all these people came out to the show and we were like headlining it and it was really fun. And then that was like, I think like, like the last show I played, oh. it was crazy and it was like really fun, but like, Dang. that was it. It was weird. That was just, you know, I'm kind of done now here. You know, so sometimes those chapters just close. Mm-hmm. Right? And then, I mean, everyone went their separate ways, but I still yeah. hang out. I actually reconnected with the drummer of my band recently. He's, we I mean, we, we went our separate ways, but we've been hanging out more now. Good. Yeah. And then, you know, Frankie's in Fresno. He's moving to Sacramento soon to be with his, like, he has a girlfriend now and everything. And yeah. And then everybody else has gone their separate ways. Dude, Frankie is a cool guy yeah I love Frank. it's been a while since i've talked to him to be honest yeah it's, me too we used to be like besties to be i mean i don't do you see he lost a bunch of weight there's no bad blood yeah he, i mean he's been working has he been working out it looks like it looks like he's like been Good for rock him. climbing or something yeah yeah um, but there was a time because he was always skinny in high school then he like put on a little bit of weight after in college and yeah. then i saw a picture of them recently and i was yeah. like dang dude like i mean so did climbing. i i used to be like really scrawny now i got a little bit of weight on me but i know me too now I work i'm, try, I'm trying I, to work out a little bit more to be honest i work out to eat <laughs> and it shows because I mm, definitely mm. still eat. I feel like you, you've lost some weight too. Well, in high school, I was just a little pudgy dude. <laughs> now I'm like an alpha male. Like remember when we were talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger? That's that's you. That's Not exactly what you're on the same level, dude. My brother's jacked. Oh yeah, he he's ripped. Like, he used Glenn. to be skinny, like this skinny scrawny guy. Oh, yeah. Now his back is like wider than a doorway, dude. He's ripped. He's Dang. really ripped. Good for him. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's not, he's not like m- big muscle mass, but he's like super fit. Yeah, is probably the best yeah, like way. shredded kind of cut. Yeah, cut. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather look cut than like super bulky, like a croissant. You know, like a croissant <laughs> body or arm. I, def- <laughs> I definitely have a little bit of croissant body going down. <laughs> yeah, but croissant in the other way. Not because <laughs> like, <laughs> croissant. Like, like, been, I have a body like just because I eat croissants. Too, it's like exactly. you've been eating too many. Cameron, croissants. at least I try, dude. You <laughs> I know. know. You just put down those drinks and they go straight to your gut. Yep. So yep, when, yeah, exactly. when you start, you, yeah, the white claws go right to your stomach. <laughs> No, white claws. I've never had a white claw in my life. <laughs> if you start eating too many croissants, you start to look like one. That's just how it goes. Yeah. I love no, almond croissants. Fine. Me dude. too. I love almond croissants. Okay, not that's almond all. croissants, just normal croissants. Look, the French haven't done that <laughs> that that many. They haven't had that many good ideas, but laminated <laughs> dough was one of them. <laughs> uh, I, I think, you know, you know my feelings about the French. Useless. I agree. I'm, pre- I'm I agree. pretty sure that Useless. you know whoever whoever took the croissant and made an almond croissant was probably not French, <laughs> and that was the the ultimate refinement of something that they messed up again. You know, wow. uh, French Revolution, American Revolution, croissant, almond croissant, same thing. You know, mm. 
You know World funny? War One and World War Two. <laughs> One of the worst maps in Overwatch is Paris as well. <laughs> Amen. Am I not wrong? Amen. Dude. It's like it's like one of the weirdest maps. Traveling in that to game. Paris. And I was like, like, dude, throw no, me away. Oh yeah. I'm it's just gonna leave. And the, I'm just the gonna moon leave. one. I don't like the moon. Oh. Horizon Lunar Colony. I don't oh. like that one either. Oh, dude. That map is annoying. Kyle's a huge Overwatch guy. I'm, yeah. I'm mega Overwatch. Cameron, it's a foreign language to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm rolling my eyes as we speak. For our Overwatch fans. Which there's probably three of you. Um, <laughs> what do you think of roll queue? I like I like it for having a more balanced team and like not having to worry about people doing like really bad compositions anymore. Because sometimes people are just super selfish about DPS and just pick that all the time. I'm upset that I can't pick Torbjorn when our team is losing. That's uh, the main thing. Like you can't switch. But if you if they put in like a thing that you could switch abilities, it might fix that. But then also mess up your SR. So. I think it would be good if they added a vote. Uh, roll switch. That's what I was just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Something like that. But yeah, that's the thing. Like, if you did that, it would mess up the SR ratings, you know? Because if you're getting... Oh. If you if you queue it as a healer or support, then you're going to be getting SR for support. And if you swap mid-game, how would that work? You know, like, would they have to go between the two? Yeah, I don't know how that would work, mm-hmm. but I think that would be a good fix. Um, mm-hmm. We are just talking about it. You know what patch. else the French ruined was <laughs> film. Okay. Have you ever seen a Jean-Luc Godard film? He felt film? left out. He's like, I need to talk about <laughs> He just switched the subject. <laughs> <laughs> have you, no, have you seen Breathless? No. Have you, you've probably seen Breathless, right? Breathless. Yeah. I, Jean-Luc Godard, 1960. I know the, maybe. Oh, I, miserable. I've watched what? a movie called Gaslight. It's the worst film. It's the <laughs> Random, worst film that... That I consistently had to watch okay. in class. It almost it was like every other class. I think I watched it six times throughout my film career, mm-hmm. it was, and it was just awful every time. <laughs> I, I never I never appreciated. Were it. you forced to watch it? Yeah, of course. I'm Breathless. in class. Yeah, watch Breath- Breathless and tell me how bad it is. I want I okay. So we have this idea. Me and Isaac have this idea for a for a film podcast. Okay, called or uh, we don't have a name yet. But basically, <laughs> it's um. It's like uh, torturing me. That's no, no, no. It's like it's like I I watch. I have a lot of films that I think Isaac, if he watched, would have a really interesting take on. Okay, right. That's like maybe canonized in film history, or is like is like something that's really weird or something that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Right. You know. Did you ever watch like Koyana Scotsy? No. Um, you know, really experimental stuff. Um. Like I want Isaac's opinion as kind of a layman. Mm-hmm. Um, I want his opinion on these films, and so well, I think you know would, I watch a movie every once in a while, but I'll give you the answer. I I think <laughs> if he if he saw these films, if I sat him down, I forced him, he would be like that was terrible, or he'd be like oh that was really that was, there was something really interesting there, blah blah blah. But nope. like because these films are so canonized right. in in sort of the film bubble, his yeah the film bubble. I think it would be interesting to get someone else's take on that. Yeah. I would I would love to do that, Cameron. Yeah. I feel like I should be more of a like I should become more of a cinephile than I am. I feel like a lot of people like I was a film major, but I maybe haven't watched some key movies that are important. Like I've never seen The Shining or something like that. Oh, watch The Shining. Yeah, like it's stuff so like good. that. Like there's people like I I don't even remember if I've seen like you're gonna be like what? But I haven't don't think I've seen Wizard of Oz. Not yeah. that I remember. I mean Maybe I was a kid. I don't really remember it. There's a lot of movies like that. Like I haven't seen The Godfather. Like all these, oh, like you all these, the like Godfather. yeah, exactly. All these huge movies. So I've, I've been never going seen through all those movies. Like either. I recently saw Science of the Lambs, like a couple oh, months ago. Great movie. movie, fantastic. But like, excellent. See, there's like all those movies that people are like, what you haven't seen this? Yeah. I got to get on that because I'm I'm good at keeping up to like modern movies. Like I'll watch 
you know all the Marvel, Star Wars, all these, and all even like like even like Booksmart, you know the kind of more indie one-off movies. Yeah. What was that movie with Andrew Garfield that came out pretty recently? Under the Silver Lake. I kind of wanted to see. I that. watched that with Juzo. It was re- it's really good, but really weird. Yeah, it's really weird. <laughs> um, it I don't know if it kind of I don't, I don't want to say falls off, but like some of the resolution stuff is like it goes in a, a little bit of a weird direction. But that's a it's a very strange movie throughout, mm-hmm. and it's really funny and also very strange. Okay, you should watch it. You should watch Mandy though. There's so much stuff first. to watch, Cameron. It's I don't know how we would do these live reaction edits. I don't know if you want to do a conversation or commentary through. What are you thinking? Um, I don't know. I I think we should do it a little bit like um like best of the worst. You know what I mean? So it's got the um live reaction cut in. Yeah, yeah, and and you just set up one camera or whatever and then, you know, cut in the important parts if you if you have something. But but to be honest, I would I would kind of just like your opinion on it too. Okay. I it wouldn't necessarily need to be like a live reaction thing. It would just be like, so what did you think about this, you know, really famous movie that that you've never seen before right. or, you know, right. like I think it'd be really interesting. Well, I could I would I would listen to that. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. We'll have to think about doing it. I want to do it, but I just, it's just a matter of time. Time, yeah. So. For sure. Um, yeah, so you had a band for a little while, Kyle. Yes. And then now you have a YouTube channel. Yes. Tell us about what it's like making content on YouTube. Cameron and I, we don't really post to our YouTube channel. We okay. don't have anything on there. Uh, what has been your experience? What's exciting about it? What's rewarding about it? What's discouraging about it? I know it's a lot, but well, like, yeah, well, I mean, since I'm relatively newer and don't like have like a crazy amount of followers, I haven't experienced the whole hate train thing yet. Really? <laughs> like everyone hopping on and like typing back back. I don't think I've ever had like a really negative comment yet. Like no one like saying you're ugly or something like that. What about but, dislikes? Do you ever get dislikes? I've, like, yeah, I don't even know who, but like we've had like one or two at the most on a, on a video versus like 14 likes or 15 yeah. likes. So it's never enough to be like a unanimous dislike. Mm-hmm. It was more like, cause it's usually just family and friends watching from what I would understand. And yeah. then some random people here and there have kind of like subscribed to me, but like, it's nothing like enough to make it. So it's like people that are not my friends have said like, Hey, your content is bad or good. I haven't mm-hmm. really heard a lot. Have you ever thought about doing something like crazy to, to get on the, like, you know, to yeah, have a viral video? Yeah, or something? Well, I've definitely, I mean, my buddy Jesse and I are the ones who kind of were doing the reaction videos and I've always wanted to do my own because it is, it is officially like the channel that's going to be with my name on it. And then we're going to have our own channel. That's the two of us. But, um, I have, it's like, cause I get inspiration from other YouTubers who kind of do collaborations, but also have their own stuff. So I kind of got that for like a reaction video. It'd be cool to have someone else to bounce off. And yeah, I feel like, I don't know. Like those videos you always see on the trending page. Yeah, I like, think I would go. We bought every single item the, in this one not store. That, no, <laughs> I don't want to ever get into like the Can really Can we cringy... beat Halo no, 1 I... in McDonald's <laughs> on an Xbox? <laughs> you probably, yeah. You While could... eating everything on the menu. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually not that. kidding. That was a video I saw today. Oh my God. I just Did don't watch like it? the cringy no. of that kind of stuff. I love, I, I got into this weird rabbit hole. It was a very, they, these are very soothing videos actually. Um, ASMR. It was... This guy, he was trying to beat all of the... He was like, he was like, can I beat Pokemon Red with only... Um, uh, what's the fish Pokemon? Oh, Magikarp? Yeah, with only Magikarp. <laughs> and? <laughs> and he did. He beat it. Oh, well, I, yeah. I actually love those. Fire, fire Red, Fire Red. Not, Gaming, not did he get rid of his starter red. Pokemon too? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh Gaming challenge videos can be so entertaining to watch. Yeah, I, yeah. I know. I know that there's some... 
some are just monotonous, which is like, can you beat this game without taking any damage at all? Oh, gosh. And it's like, I don't know if I want to watch this video. Like, it's boring. Mm -hmm. But I saw one, actually, probably by the same guy who did the McDonald's video. I'm, I think it's the same channel. <laughs> if I remember looking at the title. He did this one where it was like, can I beat Halo while the Xbox and um, the the TV are being cooked in an oven? <laughs> And, and and so he tries to play it while they turn the oven to 400. What? And I'm like, this is kind of entertaining. I, I don't know that, why. Because it's just not been done. It's just maybe. weird. You just, just kind of want to... That's, I mean, that's probably super clickbaity, too. You're like, I want to see what happens. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, but Would you like, get the red ring of death? <laughs> but like with, open, with open world games... Um, you always see cool stuff. Uh, there's always like GTA, like uh, Mythbusters mm -hmm. or things like that. Like uh, those kind of videos are yeah. interesting to me for sure. Yeah, um, but that's kind of the stuff I'm into. But so. like, okay, so what? What's the like lowest that you would go? The clickbaitiest that you would go? You mm. do have to have a little bit of clickbait. Though. You kind of, you know yeah. what I mean? Lowest? I don't know. I mean, I don't really ever want to follow in the same trends as some other people do. I mean, I I would I was thinking about like if there's ever like a controversial topic that popped up like we we had talked about when it was more relevant the whole Gillette shaving mm -hmm. commercial yeah. like how it was like controversial or whatever and like I don't know we we always talked about we should hop on the train for like when that happens but then we we're always too late so I'm, maybe when the next kind of thing that could be like it's that hard comes to up, hop on you... those kinds of controversies because you get pigeonholed pigeonholed into a certain audience and there, and also there's yeah. like a lot already being made about it yeah yeah yeah, yeah for sure so Cameron and I we've like I mean we'll do a review for a movie that comes out and mm -hmm. it just does normal performance for our audience yeah like yeah. when in reality it's like we make these these uh podcasts we're like oh like this is relevant but really no one cares because like you know to be honest podcasts are a lot harder yeah to, to like trick the algorithm you mm -hmm. know what i mean there's a there's a there, it's just not as like interesting clickbaitable mm -hmm. um youtube you can really i think you can really do it though like the thumbnail too can oh help. yeah for sure yeah, the thumbnail the is like is like 90 percent of it too <laughs> you know like remember that remember that there's some weird thumbnails remember that string of years in youtube it was like two or three years okay that the only popular youtube videos had a famous girl in like a kind of sexualized pose in it and that was like all of all of the trending page yeah you know i mean you look at smosh's channel there was like that period from like 2010 to something where like every single cover would be like pokemon in real life there'd yeah. be a smosh guy but then also like a really like Hot girl on there. Yeah, yeah yeah exactly on the front exactly. or uh just, yeah. there's that channel called raka raka uh, they make crazy, like, violent special effects videos mm -hmm. that are usually a little comedic. Uh, they did, they're famously known for, like, Ronald McDonald uh Oh, videos. yes. Oh, um, gosh. And, Never heard of them. Oh, oh no. we'll show you afterwards. <laughs> for sure. Um, they, they usually have, like, some really clickbaity thumbnails yeah so. but i i feel like that has slowed down a bit there's yeah. a different there's a different type of thumbnail that gets like that gets the eyes um i i watched a really interesting um video about how um it was like a guy who had a viral video and then his next video was you've probably seen this thumbnail and it was his old viral video and it got like i think the the other one <laughs> got like 60 million views and it's true that i did see that thumbnail because that was like totally fed into my algorithm, even mm -hmm. though like I had never watched this content before. I had never even like said, I didn't know who the guy was. And the video was like, this is basically how this works. 
you have to have a a there's something to an eye-catching thumbnail and because because i got it and i picked up that picked up steam you know Mm -hmm. basically he was he was kind of it was kind of an admission of like i have to continue to to hit these thumbnails you know even though he's like a science-oriented channel he was like i kind of have to make this a little bit eye-catching you know it's probably like what like really poppy colors and or not like a, this one. It was um it was like this lake is filled with with 60,000 balls or whatever. And it was him him he was holding the camera like in front and then it was just like a sea of like bl- these black balls. What the heck? Yeah. And huh. and I I everybody watched that video apparently. It was it was it was huge. So, I don't know what it is about about that. Okay, guys, get brainstorming. We're yeah. going to do it. How are we going to how are we going to get on the YouTube algorithm? We should bring back the old... We should get the girls again. <laughs> bring it back. We should do that uh, thing about dreaming that you're standing on the ceiling. Like I was talking about. Being stuck to the ceiling? I'm sure that would be Let's get Scott. Let's get Scott. Let's upside down Christmas, Christmas tree upside down. That's how we're do it. Ooh, I bet that would be a, a popular video. And then, put like, and then Christmas. put like, is Christmas yeah still the same? And then put like an upside down. Yeah. It's like, ooh, click. I want to see what, what he means. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> Just play the Home Alone theme <laughs> by John Williams at the beginning oh of the God. video. Oh, man. You know, Scarlett Johansson is in the third Home Alone. What, what on earth are you talking about? Cameron? Yeah, as a child, as a 13-year-old. Mm, that's You're killing me. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. That is very interesting. I did not know yeah, that. You're killing me. It's not even probably that good of a movie, though, right? No, it's terrible. It's, yeah, no. It's Home Alone one and two, I liked. I like Home Alone one and two is good, I guess. Yeah, Donald I don't Trump's, like Donald I Trump's don't... in it for like a little bit. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> he makes, makes a cameo appearance, like, but he like totally looks normal, not like. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> back that, before all the that was yeah, that's hilarious. Back in the day, ninety five. You guys right? all beat me to it. I was going to bring up Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very upset. Wow, how many podcasts have we done without bringing up Donald Trump? Who knows? What, 63? <laughs> I'm just going to go vomit in the bathroom right yeah, now. Whatever. Just give me a second. All right. Um, we're at an hour 10. Okay. The show's pretty much wrapping up. Sounds good. Kyle, you've been doing YouTube videos. You're still going. You're still brainstorming. You're going for it. Mm-hmm. What would you give as advice to someone who wants to create YouTube videos? Um, sort of like things that you wish you knew before you started. Things I wish I knew. That... You really need to like, I mean, this is something I'm still working on with myself, but you really need to have a good sense of self-discipline if you're going to really take it seriously. I don't think I'm necessarily going for it as a full-time job yet. I I mean, I want to see where it takes me. So I'd say you need to make sure if you're going to try to take it seriously, or at least you want to make it consistent enough, you really have to have a lot of willpower not to just do your own thing and kind of ignore it. Because I mean, especially when you're doing it by yourself, you have to edit film, you know, everything right. It's all you. So it's a lot of like... You know, it's work, but I mean, I find it fun when I get into it, but you do have to have good self-discipline, I feel like. So I think that's something I'd give advice is make sure you really, if you want, you just have to keep to it and make, make videos with whatever you have and what you can afford at the moment and do what you can. And then if you can always upgrade, you can later, but you don't necessarily need like the fanciest cameras. I've also heard that advice from a lot of other YouTubers too. Like, don't worry about the equipment right away. As long as you have a good idea, that will maybe shine through more. Yeah. No, I can attest to that. I mean, I think mm-hmm. as Cameron and I started this podcast, one of the hardest things to do was just to start like yeah. just starting to do the show with the crap that we had. Mm-hmm. And then we started to invest in the material we could actually afford. And it's been, I mean, here we are. It's episode 62. I think consistency, 63, 63, uh, consistency is huge wow. too. Right. Um, 
you know, putting in putting in time and effort. And I think there are definitely weeks where Cameron and I struggle to get it done, but it's like it's worth it because the consistency like makes our show have a quality to it, right? Absolutely. I, I think one of the things with consistency that's hard for a lot of people is that does not mean weekly for everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, this show could still work if it was done uh, once a month or once every two weeks but it's like you need to be consistent for your own sake it's mm-hmm. not for the audience right it's it's to help you stay on a track and and also make sure that you're you're making stuff now the only issue that I see with consistency and this is from my own creative experiences uh, f- putting consistency over quality and I think that's something mm-hmm. Cameron and I have struggled with with the podcast we want to put out a show every week but there are some weeks where we don't have a lot to say and we try to be candid about it and just say hey this show is going to be kind of relaxed we're just going to have a conversation like we normally do but it's not going right. to be as derived as the episode that we did all bunch of research about the Wild West mm-hmm. right? and so taking um, I think being honest with yourself and consistency is huge too right so yeah um, but I absolutely. think that's great advice I also believe that like I also I was just thinking about this as well um maybe bank a couple videos or ideas before you start I mean you don't have to start with the schedule right away you can kind of just release when you need to and then if you can really start feeling like you're going to be consistent then you can kind of let everyone know you're going to be posting every whatever but um I wish I'd maybe had like thought to like bank a couple videos first and then I could release them kind of at a certain time yeah and then continue to make some more so I'm not worrying about announcing i'm going to start something because i've done this a couple times i've announced i want to do something and then i just don't follow through because of my procrastination whatever i'm like oh, i'm going to make a video every other week and then i just didn't ever do that <laughs> so like i feel like it's better to like maybe don't like set everyone up for something unless you know for sure you're going to be consistent this is also another thing i've heard from people too but like i really do agree with that and i think it's good to have content ready to go too before yeah. you start i mean it I mean, it puts a lot less pressure on you if you have like five videos edited ready then you can be like i'm going to post this every other week and then you can have others and you can have a consistent thing going totally any advice Cameron well apparently this is what I've heard from the YouTube algorithm it really really likes um, almost daily videos almost daily uploads which is crazy that's 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 like how do you do that 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 would be quantity over quality I feel like it oh yeah it would there's no way you can have that much quality every day unless you banked for every day of the year or something like a bunch of videos yeah so I mean yeah that's the hard thing is like if you're gonna grow if you're gonna consistently grow a channel right you gotta do at least a couple videos a week you know which Mm -hmm. is like that's a big investment that's why I've never really done YouTube like I've, I've thought about doing like video essays but the thing about those is I have to you have to you have to write a script you have to film the, or you have to, you know, mm-hmm. talk or whatever, record your voice. Right. Right. And then mm-hmm. to go along with that, you have to, you have to build like your supporting evidence and then, you know, edit that together and blah, right. blah, blah. Like that's, you can't, you can't do that. You, you can't do that with the consistency that, um, you know, some mm-hmm. other videos have the, the luxury of doing, especially like talking head videos. You know, you see oh, a yeah. lot of those that are like, that are like, oh, we're just going to go through the, you know, we're just going to talk or whatever. Or even even a lot of the review channels aren't, they're not like, you know, maybe they'll do once a week or twice a week. Mm-hmm. And then they just talk their opinions about a, about a film that they saw that week. You know, and that's fine. That's a fine way to build up an audience. But it's really not the content that I'm all that interested in. And it's definitely not the content that I'd be interested in producing. So, but I, I mean, I still do want to. I want to make 
I want to make video essays for sure. Yeah, I think being bought into the things you're creating personally for your own benefit is also huge too. Yeah. You know, telling like we tell ourselves week in week out, it's like we do this show for us first, right? And mm-hmm. it's not because we don't like the audience. We love the people that listen to the show. We think it's amazing. They give us so much support. Like it's ama- it's truly amazing. But at the end of the day, it's like if we don't have the creative energy or the drive to do this podcast, it's gonna show. The audience Absolutely. is gonna know. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So You're like, tell something's off. Yeah, we want to do it with the passion, so that it's a good product, right? And I'm sure you feel the same way about your videos. And I mean, usually when a YouTuber posts, like, "Sorry guys, the video is gonna be like a few days late. I'm stuff come up in my life." majority of people are very supportive and like hey we'd rather wait for a good video than you post it now like everyone usually comments hey yeah. just don't worry about it sometimes it'll be someone maybe trolling it'll be like oh where is it or come on but like yeah, usually but the it's, algorithm it, the algorithm punishes but there's there's also like i think a lot of youtubers i watch will get their money from other things besides just youtube itself because youtube is very unreliable with the adpocalypse stuff so yeah that you know patreon like you guys have and um, like merchandise is very big. So, and then sponsored videos, you know, like audible Squarespace, all these people are pretty supportive of those like, like channels and creators. So I feel like that's a way to, you know, you don't have to maybe rely on the algorithm every time you can just post weekly videos and get money through other means. Yeah. yeah so that's what, sure. that's what I feel like a lot of YouTubers rely on these days, not even the YouTube itself. So I think it's more like outside income sources too. Yeah. Cause totally. then you can be less censored too. If you're someone who likes to be, say what they want to say. Then you don't have to worry about oh it's going to be demonetized. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's still Good. dangerous. It is. Oh yeah, it's a dangerous world out there. I don't YouTube know YouTube content creation. <laughs> it's that's tough. why I see it more as a hobby right now and then yeah. a career. And yeah. like as much as I would love it to be like at a career, I can't trust myself at this point in my life to like be able to consistently like tell myself I'm going to make a video a couple times a week or whatever. I feel like other things like other distractions are. I mean, I don't know. That's come up. that's the thing. I, I really like, have to crack down on it. Yeah, that, that's what I would encourage you. I mean, like, I would say just do it and like experiment with with making something that you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. You know, on on maybe maybe do it like every other week. Yeah, that's know, what and, I was kind of thinking. And have be it be me. have it be like a regimented schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think I think it does help when you have something that's, um, you know, you're gonna do. It's gonna be on time, and then there's like a flow to that. You know what I mean? And a, a creative flow too. And I it think it becomes like a habit rather than like yeah, a, yeah, exactly. a chore or something. Exactly. Yeah. Like like I mean, it was it's it's still not easy to get together, Isaac. But like doing it now is just like that's just what we do. Yeah, you know, yeah. there's nothing we don't think about it other than like we don't. There's no question of like oh should we do it. You know, it's like, okay, we're going to do it and, you know, we'll set up a time and, you know, Mm -hmm. we have to commute and whatever, blah, blah, blah. And that's just logistics, but it's also, it's going to get done, you know, and we're going to do it every week. So it's good. I don't know. I think, I think just, I would encourage you to like do it, make it a habit to do it consistently. You know, absolutely. Yeah. Especially if it's something you want, you want to, you want to grab it like totally. Yeah. I feel like it, it helps feel like a void in my life too when I do something like when I do get like some you know I, I'm doing part-time work right now and something that's not like you know my I don't want to be my career it's like restaurant work I mean I don't mind my part-time job but it's not what I want to do so sometimes it's nice to know that there's something else I have that's interesting to me and like yeah I'm not just like you know always just sitting around doing nothing like I'm being productive in a different way and that like that creative outlet's a really way to like it makes me feel good you know when I yeah when I end up doing something I never regret it that's the same about like going to the gym 
there's times I'm like, I don't want to do this. But then when I do, I'm like, I, re- I never regret going. And I always regret not going. Yeah. yeah. So I think that may be similar. It can apply to like YouTube. I would regret not making the videos I should. And if I don't, you know, yeah. Yeah, so. definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Awesome. Well, hey, if you guys want to check out Kyle's YouTube channel, it's again at Kyle Garola. Um, it sounds like the way it's spelled. G U R R O L A. Yeah, it's not it's not too hard. Um, and you can check out the few videos he has there. Um, Kyle, when you see Kyle on on YouTube, you'll be like, dude, this guy's made for YouTube. Like, <laughs> seriously, like you have a good presence. You have a good I presence, especially it, yeah. on camera. So we're looking forward to the videos that you're you're posting out in the future as well. Um, thanks for being on the show. Absolutely. I hope we can time. have you back, Kyle. Yeah, I love doing this. This is like my first like official time doing a podcast like this, and I'm trying to start one of my own, so it's nice to get a little practice, you know? Yeah, Definitely. you chimed in good. Thank you. Get out. I, I heard the few puns, especially at the beginning. Sorry, I mean, I have to put my pun agenda. My pun agenda didn't work. Pun okay. agenda. That's I was right. trying to think of words. I can't, I can't finish my sentences correctly today anyway, so. Well, none of us can say words. Mark We're, swir- We're slurring. We're, it's like our teeth are falling out like Joe Biden. <laughs> Equity. Liability. Market equilibrium. Demand. Supply. It hurts. Stop. <laughs> ouch, ouch, ouch. Everything Comes From Something is currently 100% fan-funded by listeners like you, and we wanted to shout out our executive producers, Darren O'Neill and Eric and Ariel Walk. Thank you guys for supporting the show at the highest level. If you want to support Everything Comes From Something, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash ecfspodcast, where you can give a couple bucks our way and get access to our exclusive monthly podcast that is released at the end of the month on the platform through an RSS feed. If you don't have a few dollars... Again, tell a friend, tell some family about the podcast. That is how a show like this grows, and you can give us a rating on iTunes. We appreciate you guys so much, and we will see you next week.